Well, let me tell you something, dude. One place I'm not banned is Butts and Seeds Podcast, brother. My main man, Frank Harris, and Josh the Thunder from Down Under Armour review WCW Podcast, man, and they're from the 90s. Blackblood's music, it's fucking hilarious. He looks like the combination of Kane and the members of Doom, and his music yeah. sounds like a breaker from Beverly Hills 90210. <laughs> 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 There's also interviews and special episodes, man, and you can get it for free, brother, on iTunes and Stitcher. What you gonna do when butts and seats run wild on you, man? Celebrity voice impersonated. Once you're done listening to this great podcast, head on over to soundcloud.com slash shellshock-network to listen to Nerd Otaku, hosted by me and Donald Smith. We talk about pop culture. TV shows we watch, video games we play, movies we've seen, all that great stuff on Nerd Otaku. Go to soundcloud.com slash shellshock hyphen network. That's soundcloud.com slash shellshock hyphen network. Soundcloud.com slash shellshock hyphen network. Come listen to us, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, this is 8 1 of 2016. I am Donald Smith, hosting the new The Change Throat Punch Sports. Um, I'm doing good. This is the first time I've done a podcast ever by myself, so it'll be very interesting. Um, as you can tell, like I said, I say it by myself. Um, before the show ends, we'll get on to that whole debacle of uh, why it's only one person and why the. Uh, new um change as of right now um i am doing this on my girlfriend danny as you know um laptop at din danny's that doesn't matter where we are but danny you could put two and two together um with work i uh have had a lot to do so i haven't this is the first chance i've gotten to record in a while and we have a lot of news um we're gonna get into some stuff but not much um, and when it comes to wrestling and, uh, we got our big main topic is pretty much the MLB. We had the home run derby, the all-star break. We will have the standings. And today at one o'clock ended the trade deadline. We also had a draft. Uh, we had two big signings in the NBA and we had a big UFC card. So I said, I'm doing pretty well, but let's kick off with the big NBA, the two big deals in the NBA. Dwayne Wade, of who is from Chicago, um, who for the longest time was a Miami Heat, he became a free agent this year, and he signed a two-year, I forget how much, but big, big deal with the Chicago Bulls. He'll be now playing for them. You know, I like it. I, I do like the deal. I'm not going to lie. It's cool with Dwayne Wade. He's still got it. Um to be a bull, but, you know, this is the problem with the Chicago Bulls. You look at the Blackhawks. All those years, they sucked, and they turned it around, and they're kicking ass. How? Well, what did they do? They had to suck, restart, just go over. 
then you have the Cubs pretty much restarting, and so far they're looking good. They've had some ups, they've had some downs, but they pretty much got rid of their whole team and just started losing, 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 and now they got young, good team. And the Bears are actually kind of, the Chicago Bears are doing that. But here's the problem. If you notice, the same guy who owns the Chicago Bulls owns the White Sox, and that's um, Jerry Reinsdorf. And the thing about it is, he doesn't want to lose. And I don't blame him. But the thing about it is, I don't think we have what you call hardcore Bull fans anymore. I mean, it's a joke. It is a, a joke. I think people honestly go to the Bulls games like what people used to do to go to the Ice Hog games. You know, hey, go see the Ice Hogs play, you know. And, hey, did they win? Did they lose? No, but we got a bobblehead. <laughs> you know, the Bulls, their big thing is if they score 100 points, they get a free Big Mac. If they win, they get a free Big Mac. I like that promotion, but pretty much how many people are you getting to come to the game that are Bull fans? Or how many of them are you just getting there? Hey, I hope they win. You know, score 100, they'll get a Big Mac. And of all the sports to do this in, you're doing it in a sport. That almost on any given night, you are guaranteed to have one, if not both teams, score over 100. So pretty much, depending on how your team is, it's a good chance you could have two straight home games and, and two where the fans are walking out with a free big man. So I like the fact that they have Dwayne Wade and they brought, you know, they signed him in. But I'm not going to lie, I think the Bulls just need to tank. Maybe try this year and try next year. I think it's a two-year deal. And if within these two years, it doesn't work, which I don't think it will. I mean, one player can sometimes do a lot. I mean, you still got Butler, and you got, like, Dougie Buckets and whatnot, and um, Miritich. But I do not think it's I don't think it's going to matter. I think I could see them, okay, at the most, maybe semifinals. But I don't think they're going to go in there, especially when you got, don't count out Cleveland, don't count out. You know, all these teams, you know, hell, Atlanta, Toronto, don't count them out because they're going to be tough as ever. So I just don't think the Bulls, I think it helped them, but at the same time, I think it's the same freaking Bulls team. Honestly, they got a high school guy, you might as well say, as their coach. Let's be honest, he is. He's a high school guy. I mean, I know it's college, but, you know, he's just happy to be there. His mother gave him permission, and that's it. And, I mean, the one good thing, though, is this guy could, uh, that Hoidberg, he could, set up a play and freaking have uh, Dwayne tell him no. Wait, you'll have Wade tell him no. We're not doing that play. Fuck you. Which what LeBron did and LeBron ended up getting his coach fired and well, they have a ring so in Cleveland. So I don't know. Like I said, I, I think he'll be good. I just don't think the Bulls are going to win a championship. Our second big move in the NBA. If this doesn't guarantee Golden State into the finals two, uh, three years in a row, I don't know what will. The signing of Kevin Durant. Um, Kevin Durant, he left Oklahoma City and is now a Golden State Warrior. And it's funny, all the people got pissed off. They're throwing shit fits. I think they even did, like, they burned his jersey. And this is my reasoning. This is my thing. You know, like, Dwayne Wade... He left, and and the reason why he left, we'll go back into that. The reason why he left was he just he, the owner liked he just the owner somewhat liked him, but it was the he wasn't getting promised anything because Dwayne Wade he he wants to win this and that, and pretty much he just wasn't getting promised diddly crap. So Dwayne Wade you know left. At least he can say he won two championships. 
How many championships have Kevin Durant won? Zero. Zero championships. So, as stupid as this sounds, you might laugh, you have the fans of Oklahoma City have the right to burn his freaking jersey. It's like LeBron. That first time he left, how many championships did he give Cleveland? He gave him zero. He gave him zero championships. So, wouldn't you be pissed too? Now, he gave him one championship. If he leaves, will like, people of Cleveland be pissed? Well, yeah, no shit. But will people of Cleveland be like, hey, at least we got a championship? Yeah. So, they won't get too freaking, you know, they can't get too angry about it. But I think getting Kevin Durant for Golden State, this is going to make him even more dangerous. I really do. I think I wouldn't be shocked if they don't either tie the new record that they broke for wins, and I wouldn't be shocked if they end up winning the championship. But like I said, they just can't, you know, hopefully they don't choke. And, well, Kevin Durant is no choke artist. I mean, he had an Oklahoma Thunder team. Had some teams that weren't good and did he actually shined, and he was one of the last remaining pieces of uh, the Seattle Sonic that came over. He was drafted by them to come over, and then when they moved to Oklahoma Thunder, so I don't think, hmm, as of right now, I don't think Oklahoma Thunder have anybody remaining from the Seattle SuperSonics. Um, I'll have to check that out, but yeah, I think every now it's their own team. It's everybody that's on there is a member of the Oklahoma City. Uh, thunder. But yeah, Dwayne Wade, I'm not saying it isn't a good mood, but a good move, but I wouldn't be shocked if the Bulls don't go anywhere or, you know, oh, they come so close. Whereas in Golden State, I can see them winning a championship two out of three years. Before we move on, NBA, for the first time ever, there's going to be two games held in Mexico City. The Phoenix Suns will play the Den Dallas Mavericks in one game, and the Phoenix Suns will play the San Antonio Spurs in another. Um, wonder how much of this has to do with the fact that, um, you know, NFL, I think this season, as a matter of fact, the preseason game, I think, I think, I could be wrong, um, is going to be, yeah, it's going to be in Mexico City. Um, I know there's talks of an NFL franchise being in Mexico City. Um, NBA? Well, you, you never know. I mean, if it's a good turnout, if the people in Mexico really do like basketball, then probably. Um, what would I like to see? I honestly wouldn't mind seeing a game or two international in, like, Montreal or maybe try Vancouver one more time, or like a uh, Quebec, because right now, I mean, the Raptors, they're getting pretty good fans, you know, it's not a joke anymore, Toronto's got a really good team, I wouldn't be sure shocked if Toronto would come out of nowhere and win the NBA Finals, so I'd try maybe having some international games in other places in Canada, maybe get another can can uh, Canadian franchise, and then, you know, see if you can get, you know, basketball in London, uh, possibly, I wouldn't mind seeing a game or two in Paris. I don't know when you would have them during the season, but, like, yeah, send a team to Paris. Um, Spain, I know, loves their basketball. Maybe Turkey. Hell, Japan, South Korea. And then what I would like to see, possibly, is the fact of the whoever wins the NBA Finals playing the winner of the Euro Finals. Having maybe a three-game pre- maybe, hey, playing, like, four games. 
two games in America, have them come to America, play, so it'd be like whoever won in NBA Europe, play Cleveland, and then have Cleveland go to, let's say, Barcelona, Spain, and play the Barcelona team. But that's just something I'd like to see. I think it's, I love when sports goes international, and I love the fact that NBA wants to tackle Mexico City. Um, I know, like I said, they've had games in like Spain and whatnot, I think maybe in Italy, but I mean, if it's to create another franchise, I think it'd be cool if they would have games in Canada. Because they had the Vancouver Grizzlies, which went to Memphis, and I don't think it was so much attendance as in the Vancouver Grizzlies just sucked. And if your team just outright sucks, you're not going to get fans to show up. But if you can give them a good team, like the Toronto Raptors are finally getting good teams, the people of Toronto love them. And it's like... um. There isn't really much any more news about the Vegas franchise in the NHL, but I guarantee you within the first two years, if Vegas kicks ass and has a pretty good team, you're going to have sellouts practically every night. So that's NBA news. NFL, we have a training camp starting um, this season. Matter of fact, next Thursday, which will also be the week of the Boone County Fair, the first preseason of the Chicago Bears will be on. Um, I think... I know the Bears, let me, uh, so right here, I have the Chicago Bears preseason schedule, game one, which is, like I said, this Thursday, they will play the Den um, Denver Broncos preseason at, at Manning, or not even Manning anymore, but, uh, oh crap, I forget who it is, I think it's Cousins, is it Cousins? I can't, anyway, no, it's not Cousins. But the Denver quarterback, God, like I said, working and whatnot, I'll have it all in order. Uh, next, The main topic for next time's episode, I'm going to be uh, predicting the whole uh, season for the NFL. But there's no Peyton Manning anymore. So I believe the Bears probably have an easy chance. Like I said, he'll probably get one or two snaps. Then the second game, Thursday, August 18th, will be against New England. I would be scared, but here's the thing. Again, it's preseason. Won't get that many snaps. Well, maybe you have to worry about them for the second half. And then third game, be Kansas City. Now, that's the one that, like, Cutler will probably play the longest. In Kansas City, they'll have they'll play the longest. And then Cleveland, always, as usual, the fourth game. That'll be in Cleveland. So Denver and Kansas City at home, New England and Cleveland on the road. Um, that will pretty much be a... Here, impressing the scouts game, meaning guys that probably won't make the team. Hopefully, they'll make other teams' teams, if that makes sense. But I'm feeling pretty confident about the Bears' schedule. Um, Like I said, next time's episode, I will gladly go over it, and I will predict um, winners, losers, whatnot, who's going to do good in the Super Bowl. But uh, and I'll just say this. In my opinion right now, I don't know about the Broncos. is kind of Brock Osweiler and whatnot. The Broncos are all over the place. But I do think Carolina could repeat. Could end up repeating this. Being in the Super Bowl, and you know, they tasted it. They wanted even more. So I think they will probably end up winning the Super Bowl, possibly. But like I said, I'll go over it. But I think the, Panther, I, the Panthers could be a shot into winning it. So we go from... NFL play to next, no, this Friday, the Olympics, the Rio Summer Olympics will be starting, and 
we have a country who won't know their fate until possibly the night of the Olympics. Um, I don't know if you heard, but it come to find out the last, I think it was the, it was the Summer Olympics or wherever the Winter Olympics was, but it was in, I want to say it was in Russia, and they had drug testing. And the IOC had their place and pretty much like set up for drug testing and whatnot. Well, what they didn't know was Russia had a, a, a abandoned place right next to it that they set up for their for, for, for like testing and whatnot. And apparently they were screwing around with urine samples. So the IOC would get Russians drug test and it'd be like, Oh, they passed. Well come to find out, no they were fake and that a good chance the Russian IOC, I guess, or the Russian national team, eighty to ninety percent of the athletes on there were on something. So not only did they lose their medals, whatever they won from, like, whatever the last Olympics, I think it was the Winter Olympics, it was in Russia, but there's a good chance they might not participate in this Olympics, and they might not even participate in the next Winter Olympics. And I don't want to sound like America, but I'm not shocked. I mean, Russia has had a history of kind of, you know, cheating, kind of playing dirty. I mean, the year the USA team beat them in the Olympics, the hockey team, People for you know well, a lot of people know this, but USA's team was amateurs. Not one of them. Later on, the guys did, but not one of them was an NHL starter. I mean, they were not even in the NHL. Well, Russia, they had guys in there, not only from some of them in the NHL, but their own league. They pretty much it was a pro team versus an amateur team, and the fact that the amateur team won was amazing. So Russia's they they've done some dirty tactics, but to think Russia's there. They already have guys there, and they're doing practices, and they're probably doing the walk because the first night, the opening ceremony of the Olympics, that's a big deal, you know, the walk and waving your flag and whatnot. They're there, and they might be there for a waste. And my question is, Russia, get, Russia gets kicked out of the Olympics this year. Do those guys stay there, or do they actually get out of bus and leave? And then my second thing is, okay, you already got this Russian scandal. I don't think we're done when it comes to scandals in the Olympics. I mean, for Christ's sake, you have an area where you're going to have a beach volleyball tournament or, you know, have the beach volleyball in the Olympics. And on four or five different occasions, bodies have come up ashore. Dead bodies while people are on the beach, dead bodies have come up ashore. So what's sad is, is this Olympics. Are people going to watch this Olympics to watch it because, hey, let's root for America or let's root for the home, whatever country you're from? Or are people going to watch the Olympics hoping, uh-oh, uh-oh, at any second, something horrible is going to happen? And, you know, people forget Chicago was in the running for the 2016 Olympics. And I wonder, at the end of this Olympics, if the IOC won't regret picking Rio. I mean, when Rio was picked originally, I remember people going, oh, that's great. We're going to have the Olympics where you can get drugs for free, you know, hookers for free, you know, STDs everywhere, dirty water and all this and that. But no, it's not picked Chicago. So it'll be interesting. Will Russia be in the Olympics? Will people be watching for the right reasons? And is anything going to happen? I mean, will disasters happen? And will there be regret of giving Rio the Summer Olympics? I'm going to watch as much as I can of the Summer Olympics because... I prefer the Summer Olympics over the Winter Olympics by a million. 
And because the Winter Olympics, I like hockey and bobsledding. But like the Summer Olympics, I love basketball. Um, I like all the different types of sports. Um, now the last Summer Olympics, there was a I was watching an archery, and it was USA versus South Korea. I want to say. And this one player for South Korea was just getting bullseyes right down the you know middle for archery. And they're like, yeah, you know, this guy's really good. Da, da, da. Oh, by the way, he's blind in one eye. Yeah, that's right. This guy for South Korea, I think it was South Korea, was freaking getting bullseyes with the arrows, archery. And he was blind in one eye. So, and also you got Olympics. I love watching Olympics. Or, I'm sorry. I love watching the Olympic amateur wrestling. Um, I know there's like karate, I think. Um, I'll watch the fence. I like watching handball, volleyball, the men's and the women's volleyball, said basketball. Um, I'll even watch the gymnastics, but yeah, I prefer the summer Olympics, Olympics way, way better than the winter Olympics. Cause all I care about is hockey and that, and also a lot of the countries in the winter Olympics don't even have a chance. Whereas on the summer Olympics, it's fair game. Any country can win a gold medal. I mean, I hate to say it, but you honestly think Japan's going to win anything in the hockey for the Winter Olympics? No. They're not going to. Oh, how do you shoot the puck? Oh, I kind of skate. Oh. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so possibly we might not have Russia in the Olympics, and like I said, like I said, I will still watch Summer Olympics. I'm going to watch it for the right reasons, though. I can't lie. If a train wreck happens, I'm going to look at it. So, that was it for Olympics. Let's go into wrestling. Um, the WWE draft happened about was it last week, if not two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, I should say. And I had the picks. So, in the first round, Raw picked Seth Rollins, not shocking, Stephanie McMahon, she wanted him, da-da-da, pick two for SmackDown was, or pick, the second pick in the draft, SmackDown, they got Dean Ambrose, WWE champion, of course, as you know, um, and you hear about it more on the show pod, he's still WWE champion, we had Charlotte get drafted, so Raw will have a women's championship, but it looks like SmackDown will have their own women's division. Then SmackDown picked AJ Styles, while Raw picked Finn Balor. And as you know, Finn Balor will be wrestling Seth Rollins at SummerSlam to decide the first ever WWE Universal Heavyweight Championship. I actually like the name; it's different. I hope the belts—I wouldn't—I think I kind of—I'd geek out if the belt was a little bit futuristic because you know Universal, da da da. Maybe a guy like the old UFC graphic holding uh, a planet or some sort. Raw would get Roman Reigns, of course, fans boo. SmackDown would get John Cena. And what's funny is there was a rumor saying that the last appearance for John Cena on SmackDown would be the Dine of this draft, which was the 19th, and then he wouldn't appear. So every Tom, Dick, and Harry's from it saying, oh, well, there you go, John Cena. He's going to go to Raw. No, they pulled a curveball. They put him on SmackDown. This one, I do not understand. Brock Lesnar to uh, Raw. I don't understand it because, in my opinion, he's a guy who shows up and then that's it. You might get him four, maybe five, if you're lucky, six or seven times in a year. But whatever. Well, SmackDown picks Randy Orton. And this is funny because originally it's going to be uh, Brock Lesnar against Randy Orton at SummerSlam. And it still be. But now you have the, uh, the 
the the scent of Raw for SmackDown with Brock Lesnar representing Raw, which that's funny, and Randy Orton representing SmackDown. Uh, Raw's next pick would be the New Day. Then again, Raw would a pick because as you remember, Raw would get two picks in a row. Raw would pick um, Sami Zayn. SmackDown would get Bray Wyatt. Raw would get Sasha Banks. SmackDown would get Becky Lynch. Raw would get Chris Jericho. Raw would get Rusev and Lana. SmackDown would get The Miz and Maurice. Raw would get Owens, Kevin Owens. SmackDown would get Baron Corbin. Raw would get Enzo and Cass. Well, Raw would also get Guns and Gallows. And SmackDown would go, okay, well, then we're going to get American Alpha from NXT. Which, holy shit. I cannot wait. They should be debuting tomorrow night. Um, Raw would get Big Show. Because why the fuck not? SmackDown would get Dolph Ziggler. Raw would get Nia Jax. Raw would get Adrian Novell. SmackDown would get Natalia. Raw would get Cesaro. SmackDown would end up getting um, Del Rio. And Raw would get Sheamus. Then um, on the network, the rest of the drafts, drafts picks 30 to 59. So there's 59 altogether picks. Raw would get the Golden Truth, which I'm happy for them. SmackDown, by the way, I'm looking at this on Wikipedia, and it's telling the guys' names that got drafted, and it's saying uh, their real names. So some of these guys kind of, I don't know, I'm a little bit weird, I guess. I kind of think it's cool. SmackDown would get the Usos. Raw would get Tyus O'Neal. SmackDown would get Kane, because why not? Uh, Raw would get Paige. Uh, I guess. I love this. So. Uh, Raw would get Darren Young and Bob Backlund. SmackDown would get Kalisto. Well, then Raw would get Sin Cara. SmackDown would get Naomi, while Raw would get Jack Swagger, as Greg says he couldn't believe that he's still on the roster. SmackDown would get The Ascension. I can't believe they're still on the roster. Uh, Raw would get The Dudleys. SmackDown would get... Excuse me. SmackDown would get Zack Ryder. Raw would get Summer Rae. SmackDown would get Apollo Crews. Raw would get Mark Henry. Then SmackDown would get Alexa Bliss. Raw would get Braun Strowman. Breezango would go to SmackDown. Raw would get Bo Dallas. SmackDown would get Eva Marie, because why not? Raw would get the Shining Stars, Primo and Epico. Eddie and Orlando Cologne. SmackDown would get the Vaud Villains. Raw would get Alicia Fox. SmackDown gets Eric Rowan. So the, the Wyatts are pretty much um, split up. Um, the... SmackDown will get Bray and Eric Rowan, and Raw gets Braun Strowman with the fact that, if you remember, Luke Harper is a free agent. So there's a good chance three of the Wyatts could be on SmackDown, or two of the other Wyatts could be on Raw. Um, Alicia Fox, like I said, went to Raw. Eric Rowan went to SmackDown. Dana Brooke went to Raw. Mojo Rowley went to SmackDown. Curtis Axel went, went to Raw. He was the last Raw pick. And SmackDown will get Carmella. So... Heath Slater was the only one that was active that didn't get taped. Checking in the draft. Um, you weren't going to have the Dwayne Johnson, Luke Harper, Nikki Bella, Rosa Mendez, Ryback, Tamina, Triple H, Tyson Kidd, and Undertaker get drafted because they were either injured or quote-unquote inactive. Yeah, Brock Lesnar was. Okay. Um, yeah, Baller, Jax, Jason, Jordan, Chad Gable, Lexa Bliss, Mojo Rowley, and Carmella, all part of NXT. There were uh, three for Raw, three for SmackDown. Um, 
Raw's having going to have their own championship, and apparently Raw is going to be the exclusive home of the WWE Universal Championship, the WWE Women's Championship, and the WWE Tag Team Championship, and United States Championship. And apparently, as of right now, SmackDown will be host of the World Championship and the Intercontinental Championship. I would like to see oh, oh, SmackDown also, Raw also getting the Cruiserweight division. SmackDown, I posted this idea of them having their own open Neverweight division. Have it be like the, what Bradshaw wanted the hardcore to be. No 24-7 rule, just guys just beating the shit out of each other. And this breaking news the night of SmackDown, coming back to WWE, and more, more importantly, SmackDown. We saw a vignette. Shelton Benjamin's coming. Then we had a Heath's... We had a Heath Slater spot, which then out of nowhere, Rhino would come up. Yes, Rhino. Gore him. So SmackDown's got Shelton Benjamin and Rhino. So then I came up with the idea. So all that, that's a lot to take in. I came up with the idea. I thought, I'm going to come up with 10 guys who are have that I know of have no commitment to Lucha, New Japan, or TNA. Guys that are just out there wrestling. They have no commitments with, I mean, well-known commitments like contracts. Guys that are available that I think WWE should go after and guys that could either wind up on Raw, SmackDown doesn't matter, but preferably SmackDown since Raw's roster is too freaking huge. So, 10 guys. Number 10. This is a nostalgia act. This is one more run in the WWE. This is one that at first I think I can see Triple H going, eh, but Business, whatever's best for business is best for business, and I can see him going, yeah, fuck it, why not? And it's the Steiner Brothers. Now, of course, now, I mean, <laughs> we know how crazy Scott Steiner is with his promo, so, you know, you would have to hope he <laughs> try to keep him toned down a bit, especially now. I mean, his first, his second stint, I should say, in WWE, you know, he said some interesting things, and he said some stuff in TNA, but... You know, you gotta try to keep him toned down. But uh, Scott Steiner is in no better but no worse shape. He's in decent shape, and Rick Steiner is in no better, no worse shape, decent shape. This is just a nostalgia act. One more run at the tag titles, you know, have a couple month reign, and then this is an excuse to have uh, a tag team match where you have two, where you have teams representing Raw and SmackDown, and having the Dudleys represent Raw. Wow. The Steiners represent SmackDown. And just have a good old-fashioned, like I said, and I think that's... And I think... I know I read it, but I... Yeah, so yeah, Dudley Boys are representing Raw, so... Have Steiners represent SmackDown. And go into there. Okay. Number nine, Rob Conway. Now, before you go, Rob Conway, you got... Apparently, on the watch for guys coming into WWE, Johnny Mundo, formerly John Morrison, Kurt Hawkins, Kurt Hawkins, I guess had a physical, so Hawkins will be coming in. Um, I know Steven Richards, so why Rob Conway? Well, as you know, he's he's had a stint with the different NWA territories, and he former NWA heavyweight champion, I want to say former NWA tag team champion. And Rob Conway's kind of become his own self. And here's a way to bring him in. You can bring up the fact that he was a he was with WWE before, but you can bring him in as what he is now. And I think by bringing in Rob Conway, 
You can get whatever brand he's in. You can get. I think he could have good matches with Dean Ambrose, Dolph Ziggler, um, John Cena, uh, The Miz. Um, I think I said Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns. I don't know about Roman Reigns, <laughs> but pretty much, I don't think he's gonna be a bum. I could see him going for the U.S. title. I could see him going for the IC title. I maybe have one shot at the heavyweight title, and then maybe try to. Put him with somebody, maybe a Sheamus. I know that's a little bit wild. And have him go for the tag belts. I would love to see a Rob Conway-Cesaro feud. And, I mean, because if you think about Rob Conway, I mean, he was a former uh, NWA champion. So he's got that kind of what you want, that raw NWA style. And you got Cesaro, who he is the epitome of old school. So a program with Cesaro and Rob Conway, I think, would kick ass. Like I said, so, Rob Conway, uh, the Olympic gold medalist, my pick for number eight, Kurt Angle. You have the perfect storyline right now. You've got Rusev as your U.S. champion, and have him come out, do his usual, you know, da 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 America sucks, uh, I'm a Russian gold medalist, and all of a sudden, you know, and have him, just have him go, this is the Olympics, isn't it time? You know, it's funny, here it's time for the Olympics, and uh, this and that, and just start you go, I am a Russian gold medalist, da, 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 this and that, and out of nowhere, you know, have him go, there's nobody, not even in America, no other country that's a gold medalist that can come down and fight me, and all of a sudden, and have Kurt Angle come out, and it's, and even though I want to, wouldn't mind seeing a Titus O'Neil or a Darren Young or whoever, go for Rusev and win the U.S. title, I would pop just to see Kurt Angle get Rusev in an ankle lock and say, I'm going to break your fucking ankle. <laughs> and have Rusev fucking just tap out. This is an excuse. I was to say this is going to be an excuse to get Kurt Angle versus John Cena or AJ, which I guess you could somewhat do, maybe have a trade happen. But look, I'm wrong. Who, you could, this is an excuse to have Kurt Angle go against... I mean, well, like I said, Rusev, of course. Have him go against an Owens, a Zane, a Rollins, a Reigns. Especially Kevin Owens and John and, and Kurt Angle will kick ass. And I can see them maybe sending Kurt Angle down NXT doing some matches. And Kurt Angle and Samoa Joe one more time. But not only that, Kurt Angle and Shinsuke Nakamura. Possibly, like I said, they could send down the XT for a bit. But my main thing is, like I said, on the main roster, I'd love to see Kurt Angle either on Raw or SmackDown have a feud with Cesaro. I mean, just have all these different matches and whatnot. So, he's my number eight pick. Number seven pick, MVP. Because he's still in good shape. You can get one more. Either you, he can have a US, an IC, or possibly the way SmackDown is. I mean, you saw how he was in TNA. Freaking... A heavyweight title run. I mean, MVP versus Seth Rollins would kick ass. MVP versus Novell would kick ass. I think MVP would be a better IC champion than Miz, and I think MVP would be a better US champion than Rusev, though Rusev has improved so freaking much. So, And also, the fact is, what the hell is MVP doing? He ain't doing diddly shit. So, there you go. My number six pick, Hernandez. And... We saw him at the LaSalle show. He's still in good shape. And I think what you could do 
is possibly probably maybe bring him into Raw, and you can have him be a bodyguard of Rollins, and you know have a couple times where Rollins and Hernandez have a tag team. You could also actually hell you can bring in. I don't know how El Del Rio would feel about this, but you could have a tag team of Del Rio and Hernandez. And I don't know if they've ever... I don't know if they wrestled each other in Lucha. I don't know if they've ever done anything together in Lucha, but just throw a curveball into your tag team division, and Hernandez is a great wrestler, and we know how good Del Rio is. So I would love to see that. I mean, so Hernandez, either on Raw or SmackDown. And <laughs> I keep bringing up Cesaro, but... I'd love to see Hernandez versus Zaro. Hell, I'd I, I, I pop for Roman Reigns versus Hernandez. Like I said, Hernandez versus Cesaro and Hernandez versus Roman Reigns. Number five, Ultimo Dragon. Yeah, he's old, but one, you're trying to make a cruiserweight division, so you can put him on all. Two, he can go for any other belts. And three, it's a freaking crime that he's in all Japan. And as a matter of fact, no, he's just roaming. He's a freelancer. In Japan, he's going from promotion to promotion, just showing up on events and wrestling. That's a freaking crime. I'd love to see an Ultimo Dragon have one more stint in WWE and freaking preferably have a stint that was memorable and is something that could maybe and have the and maybe have like a comeback of the year award. Something that's just I mean, Ultimo Dragon, the last two times I've seen him, he's not rusty. He's still got it. He can still kick ass. And if you I mean you know, here here's a match for Raw. Novell versus Ultimo Dragon. Think about that. Kalisto versus Ultimo Dragon. Sinkara versus Ultimo Dragon. Ultimo Dragon versus AJ Styles. Hell, you're bringing in Shelton Benjamin. Shelton Benjamin versus Ultimo Dragon. Those are some matches right there that could pop in just. I think he's still got it. I think he can bring a lot of people in. And, and it's also a great way to create maybe some relationship, trying to get talent from Japan. I don't know how much say he's got, but... And at some point, you never know if Okada ever thinks about leaving New Japan. I mean, Ultimo Dragon did train him. Maybe Ultimo, you, that's your way of, you know, because WWE wants Okada, but Okada doesn't want to leave. But the way New Japan is, you never know when shit will hit the fan. And maybe Ultimo Dragon, so you're bringing him in for that last run. You're bringing him in to have great matches, but possibly you're bringing him in, you know, hey, Okada, you might want to come to WWE. So, Ultimo Dragon at number five. Number four, Roderick Strong. He's doing nothing right. And preferably, you could put him in NXT, but I feel like he has what what it takes to be WWE. And what's funny is I'm looking at this. Picks th four through one, each one of them could have the what I call the best in the record, best in the world title run. This is a guy that I think could be your next WWE Heavyweight Champion. Could be, or, and if you give him, let's say, like, the, an IC, excuse me, the Universal whatever belt, ICUS, he could go a year and a half with it. And you could either have him, you can have him maybe start off as a face, turn into a heel, turn into a heel, and turn into a face, and it wouldn't get overboard. This is a guy who had the PWG heavyweight title for two years. I don't think he got still at all during his run as PWG heavyweight champion. And when I've seen him in Ring of Honor, I don't think he's ever been still to me. The one bad match he had, it wasn't his fault, it was Blowjob Whitmer's fault. B.J. Whitmer, because B.J. Whitmer sucks. It's, just, it's a proven fact. Sorry. I know you independent people. But he fucking sucks. And it's a crime that he got a win over Karina. Number three, Zack Sabre Jr. Ladies and gentlemen, if they bring him in after, from this Global Cru Cruiserweight Classic, 
if he isn't a heavyweight champion down the road, it's a crime. I think against guys like Rand and Randy Orton, um, Cesaro, Cena, AJ Styles, I keep going Reigns, Cesaro, Devitt, or Bowler, Cruz, you know, Corbett, Ziggler, Ambrose. He can have five star match with these guys. And I can just see him with the with the WWE heavyweight strap on or universal strap on, but I could see him I know shit being within a year or two of them bringing him in, maybe or maybe even three or four, him wearing heavyweight gold. Number two, Koto Ibushi. Another one best in, in uh, him like Sabre Jr. like Roger Song, best in the world title run. I mean, this is a guy who it's a crime, and he was the junior so many times in New Japan. But I just just seeing him with the IC strap, and just who knows? I mean, him in a program with Ziggler, and just the way the aerial maneuvers. Him in a program with AJ, and just I'd like to see him take some bumps from you know against Cesaro or some shit. I just love me some Koto Ibushi. And there's talks. Apparently, he's going to tell WWE no when he wants to go back to New Japan. Good luck, buddy. Because if you go back to w- New Japan, you're going to be like Koto, um, catch Tori Shibata. You're going to start off the bottom, and it won't be till five years before you get back to good graces. So, like I said, while I was in WWE right now, you got a fresh start. And, I mean, hell, we don't know. They could put Ibushi in. I'd put him on. I'd bring, bring him up on the main roster. But he could be in NXT, and you know he could have a program with Nakamura again. He could have a program with Samoa Joe. Holy shit, Abushi against Samoa Joe. Hell, even Abushi versus um, Austin Aries. But like I said, preferably I like to see Abushi on the main roster, and I don't programs I want to see Abushi in. And I think if you can give, a, you can afford to give Abushi a title, and he can have it for a year, maybe two. Who knows? Maybe three if it doesn't get old. And finally, this is my favorite. Masquerita Dorada. Masquerita Dorada is a guy who... The last time I've ever seen a guy move, fly, jump to the top rope, and off so beautifully like like a ballerina with Takamichi Noku. This is a guy who, does, who doesn't fuck up on a spot, doesn't look like shit, and does things so fluently that it's not even funny. I mean, I can't, I feel like my words are not good enough to describe Masquerade Dorada. You know, I mean, look up his, watch his stuff in the Global Cruiserweight Classic. Look up his stuff on New Japan. I tell you to look up his stuff on CMLL, but, you know, CMLL can fuck off. And that's my next rant. Um, I don't know if it's going to be for a Piro Pot or what, but I guess Greg, uh, our producer Greg, my producer, I should say, Greg checked out a CML show, and it was the drizzling shit. As a matter of fact, I guess Greg's watched a bunch of CML, seen a bunch of ML, CML stuff, and it's the drizzling shit. And it breaks my heart, because, you know, you always hear about AAA, and it won't CML, and, you know, here they're, I know, but they're the shits. They have a, a million, I'm, I'm, I'm exaggerating, but not really. They have a million and ten titles which the champions don't wear straps to. They'll barely defend. Their heavyweight champion, you wouldn't know is their heavyweight champion. Let's put it that way. What I mean is, the guy comes out, wears a strap. He doesn't got a strap on him. 
No scrap. No heavyweight title. This is a league. I want to say there was another league, but I want a bunch of guys. It was I think it was called EMLL. And it had like Conan, Mysterio, Guerrero, Psychosis, La Parca. A bunch of them left, got other talent, and freaking started AAA. Freaking Sean Morley, as you know, as Val Venus, was in CMLL and was their heavyweight champion. And if I want to say WWE got him, and CMLL didn't even try. They didn't even try. Go, like, oh, please stay. Please, please stay with us, sir. Please stay. WWE just got him. And of course, we know the rest is history. Like I said, Val Venus. And then freaking Dorada, he's your welterweight champion, and half he spent a good year, maybe more, in New Japan. You know whether he was on the tag team, the undercard matches for Climax, um, Road Two Show. He had the rivalry with Bushi and whatnot. But uh, there's Dorada, and he's one of your top guys, a guy that I would make my baby. I mean, just a guy I'd, uh, you know, I'd purposely make sure he would never leave, and you shit on him. And like I said, it pisses me off because you know I, I you know CMLL, we always hear about AAA. Well, what the hell is CMLL? And they're the drizzling shits. And I mean, what's scary is I wonder if there's I like to know if there's any other Mexican wrestling promotions. And at this point, here what I've heard and from CMLL, I bet you they're better than CMLL. <laughs> You know, AAA was one and CML was two, but really, if you think about it, it's probably AAA one and everybody else two and CMLL. CMLL, I wouldn't say, I want to go this far, but for all we know, it could be just as bad as, you know, TNA. But, I mean, and TNA, they're on their own boat. And no, speaking of TNA and drizzling shits, recently, I don't know, it was a podcast, I don't know what it is, but last, this last week's Raw which was amazing. There wasn't really one bad match. Vince Russo says it's the end of an era, that they need to change everything, that smack the Raw ain't going nowhere, this draft sucks, and all First of all, Vince Russo, shut the fuck up. Just, just shut up. Shut up. Just shut the fuck up. TNA, if TNA dies, one of the guys who shot the bullets is Vince Russo. He killed WCW. And he practically, I mean, he would come up with these, and WWE, yeah, you know, he had this idea and he had that idea, but how many of his ideas did either McMahon, McMahon tweaked more of his ideas than McMahon approved the original version of them? I mean, think about that. I mean, so Russo, I love, he thinks he knows wrestling. No, you don't. You don't fucking know wrestling. It's sad when you can manage to make Lance Storm wrestle like he's drunk. And that's what he did in WCW. There was times where Storm would do shit, and it's like, is he drunk? He doesn't know how to book people. He's fucking racist. You know, he had a freaking title change one time on a disqualification. Um, I'm surprised Jim Cornette's not killed him. Um, A lot of people blame him for the Owen Hart death. He's a dumbass who... I still don't know how in the hell has kept his job in wrestling. Every time he goes to a company, they'll go from being somewhat good to, okay, when are they going to die? Get the grave ready. And he's shitting on a Raw when, one, it's their first Raw after the draft, and two, again, shut the hell up, Vince Russo. So, there you go. That's my rant on Vince Russo. And next, we had two 
while on, when we were in hiatus. Two, UFC pay-per-views. UFC 200 and UFC 201. So, so here we go. So, UFC 200 happened July 9th, 2016. And we had, pretty much, we had three big fights with one of them having a last-minute change. We had the UFC bantamweight title fight, Amanda. We had the champion, Misha Tate, come in versus Amanda Nunez. And it was an upset. Amanda Nunez won the UFC bantamweight championship in pretty much... First round, she got her down. She came out of nowhere and got her in a submission and made Misha Tate tapped out. Um, she got, I want to say, at least 40 big strikes on her. I mean, like I said, she got Tate out of nowhere, got her down, and freaking made her tap out. So we have a new UFC women's bantamweight champion. Then the fight that every WB fan, every one was looking forward to, Brock Lesnar versus Mark Hunt. And Brock Lesnar proceeded to de beat the living crap out of Hunt. Though what's funny is it it was a I want to say it w it went all three rounds. Um, he went for six takedowns and got four of them right. So yeah, Lesnar. What's funny is Lesnar dominated Hunt, but I I just like to know why the hell he didn't you know knock him out, but and. Amazing form, and oh, by the way, Brock Lesnar failed not one, but two, two drug tests into the fight, and um, I guess Mark Hunt apparently says that he blames a lot of it, the loss on his fitness, that could be, but then again, Lesnar came out of him like a wild animal, and the fact, like I said, he did not come out is amazing, amazing. Daniel Cormier, who was originally scheduled to fight John Bone Jones, but then 72 hours before the fight, Frickin' they caught him for drug charges. Ended up fighting Anderson Silva. And pretty much Cormier, you know, Silva gave him everything he wanted. I mean, especially for a substitute fight, fighter. But in the end, Cormier got him down and pretty much just beat Silva. Got a unanimous decision. And... It was very close, but like I said, in the end, Cormier did more takedowns, punches, kicks, attempts, submission attempts. But uh, that is UFC 200. As for UFC 201, Lawler versus Woodley. Tyrone Woodley defeated Robbie Lawler. I don't know about much about Woodley, but I know Lawler is a good fighter, so I bet there will be a rematch. Rematch, and don't count Lawler out. Coleman event. Corona Kowalczewski defeated Rose Namianez. It's a bantamweight fight. I don't know much about these two. UFC's women division not being an ass, but not really nothing to brag about. And then you had Jake Ellenberg defeat Matt Brown. So really, 200 had the better of the fights. Um, had the well, well I should say the well-known card was, and 201 was just was like. Hey, here you go. Here's these two guys, and here's these, because I'm looking at this whole card, and not even the prelims, no fights that made the pay-per-view, uh, who? 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 So, uh, 200 had the better card. So, when we come back, we're going to take a break, 
We'll finish up with MLB, our main topic. We'll talk about the Home Run Derby, the All-Star Game, the deadline, trade deadline, and who is where and what in the standings. And then I have to, I have um, pretty much, I'll just get my thoughts on this new state step in my life, this, in the podcasting life. And I'll talk about how, what's going to happen there and what do you have to look forward to in um, Rope Punch Sports. Okay, we'll be back. If you're using drugs, you're digging your own grave. There's no hope with dope. Hey, MSR. Hey, what's up? Hey, uh, do you like geeky things? I love Geeky Things, Chunky Larry. How much do you love Geeky Things? I would say at least a seven. A seven? That's yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Do you know where you can get Geeky Things? Um, I mean, I, I have a few places on the internet I go to. Um, well, the one place you want to go on the internet is geeksoftheindustry.com. Because it's got geeks at the beginning. Oh, that, that that's a good point. Geeks of the industry dot com. You say, what is that? What is that about? What is that? Well, you know, it's got a little bit of everything. It's got cartoons, movies, music, video games, wrestling. You know, anything that's geeky that you're into, you'll probably be able to find at Geeks of the industry dot com. I can watch all of those things. No, no, no. It's a podcast website. You listen to things. Oh, Ooh, podcasting. You can download them from the website, or you can, you know, subscribe to one of the shows on Stitcher or iTunes. What was that website again? That's geeksoftheindustry.com, my good friend. I'm going to go right now. Yeah, sorry, my brother. You've got to get your own. What's up, everybody? It's the Impact Player, Mr. Phil Ray, inviting all of you to join myself and my co-host, Kid Human, as we are from the current to the way back, the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast, live every Friday at 9 p.m. on RantEmRadio.com, part of the Shining Wizards Network. You can go get our stuff at TurnbuckleThrowbacks.com, Stitcher, iTunes, Audioboom, GeekLifeRadio.com, and search Turnbuckle Throwbacks on the TuneIn app. Hello, I'm Glenn Schneider, the host of Talking About which you can hear right here on geektotheindustry.com. I guess this isn't a cheap pop kind of crowd. Well, back to work. Like what you're hearing? Be sure to give us a donation at patreon.com slash network. We'll be sure to give you a shout out as soon as we receive the donation. That's patreon.com slash network. Once again, patreon.com slash network. That's patreon.com slash network. Thank you very much for the support. G'day, it's Josh Armour from Wrestle Radio Australia. Join us every week on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio and FNX.network for interviews with great Aussie pro wrestlers like AAA's Australian Suicide. I'm just really happy doing what I'm doing at the moment. Adam Brooks. Becoming the RCW champion, that, that really meant a lot. And great names from the States. Hey, this is the king of the mountain, Jeff Jarrett. Plus, more than 20 interviews on our YouTube channel. This is Brian Alvarez. This is Scrap Daddy himself, Scrap Brian Adam Pierce. A proud member of the FNX Network. 
It's Wrestle Radio Australia. Welcome back. Hope you enjoyed that commercial break from our sponsors and other podcasts. You need to give all those ones that are in there a listen. They're very good. And uh, you can check them out. We are back with the second half of the Throat Punch Sports. And as I promised, we'll talk about baseball. So let's finish it out with baseball. As you know, before the All-Star Game, which I believe was... To get in the audacity, minimize the pain in the ass, which I believe was July 11th. Yes, July 11th. And it took place in San Diego. And it had, it ended up ending with Giancarlo Stanton beating Todd Frazier in the finals, hitting 20 straight home runs. Uh, Frazier couldn't combat with, I mean, just. Frickin' Stanton just kicked ass after the round before beating Robinson Cadone. Oh, excuse me. He beat Robinson Cadone in the first round, 24 home runs, 7. And then in the fight, in a semi, defeated Mark Trumbo, 17 to 14. Um, Trumbo had, I think, one or two more opportunities, but then he couldn't get to it. So, yeah, John Carlos Stanton. And the thing about it is next year, the All-Star game will be in... I believe Miami, so you know he probably will be defending his belt, his home run derby belt, and that should be a hell of another home run derby, I hope. And I got to check it out for the first time this year. Pros and cons, I like the time limit. I do like that time limit. As opposed to 10 outs, you get how you can have guys hit, you know, get more opportunities. What I don't like is I think a lot of the batters forget that it's not 10 outs anymore. So, like, I think I, I saw, I think, like, Robinson Cano, Cargo, uh, Carlos um, Gonzalez, the way they were taking their at-bats, they were taking them, like, they had 10 outs. They were taking their sweet time. And while you're taking your sweet time, freaking the clock drains, and then you end up, you know, of course, not getting, you lose your chances. So, I didn't like that. And I also don't like, there's, I think it's, like, if you hit a home run, that's, like, 430, uh, feet you get 30 seconds well what if someone hits seven of them you get uh, added 30 seconds well if you're the top guy and you're trying to put an advantage on the bottom seed why in the hell you know imagine what if some guy had seven uh 430 home, uh, feet home runs that's see seven that's 30 60 that's one minute then uh minute 30 and two minutes, then two thirty, and three. So it'll be three minutes and thirty seconds added to whatever. And I can't remember. I think it's five minutes or what, but it's added to the clock. It's a big advantage. Um, the All Star game the next night. Eric Hosmer and Salvador Perez of the um, Kansas City Royals got two big hits as they won the game four to two. So the American League will get the seventh game. They'll get the first two games and then the seventh game in the All Star on the World Series. Mm-hmm. And um, 
that's pretty much it. Now, before we go to the standings, we'll talk about the trade deadline, then we'll talk about the standings. Um, well, the Cubs, they made an impact. They got a rope. They got, well, they first, they gave up Dan Vogelbach to the Mariners and got Mike Montgomery, which he, so far, he's okay. He could be better. But they made a big splash, giving up, I forget the guy's name, but it's Torres. He was their shortstop prospect. And to the Yankees in exchange for Aroldis Chapman. And so far, with Aroldis Chapman um, pitching for the Cubs, uh, he's been pretty good. Um, he's managed to shut the door. And also, the Cubs, they got, uh, the Cubs also got Joe Smith, a relief pitcher from Anaheim. So they're getting the relief pitchers. And there's talks about them maybe adding a bat. I don't think they need another bat. If anything, they can call somebody up. And they don't need starting pitching, in my opinion. No, I know there's talks the Cubs are, would try to talk to Tampa Bay about Chris Archer. But so far, I like the Cubs. I don't like them giving up a guy who could end up hurting you down the road for a pitcher for two months. But if the Cubs end up winning the World Series, a role Chapman will have a big deal, a big part of it. Because Hector Rondon, he's a good pitcher, but he's not made for the ninth inning. When a role Chapman, whether he's a seventh inning guy, eighth inning guy, or what he is now, the closer, Nine times out of ten, he will shut your ass down, and you will are guaranteed a victory. So I like the move, Rolos Chapman, to the Cubs. Then we had I'm not gonna go through all of them, but we had uh, the Rangers acquire Carlos Beltran from the Yankees, and they gave up three prospects. Then they go to the Brewers, and they required um. Um, crap, what's his name? Jonathan LaCroix Le- 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 from the Brew Crew, who was going to be traded by the, going to go to the Indians, but apparently the Indians didn't want to um, give him an offer that would have made him a free agent, which, you know, why the hell Indians going to give up prospects, trade somebody, and then for, you know, like I said, two months, you're going to have a guy for two months just for a bunch of prospects that could end up hurting you years down the road. Um, Cubs did it, but there's a reason why the Cubs did it. Was in the Indians. This is the Indian. They came out of nowhere. Next year they could be nothing. It could be the Kansas City Royals again or the Tigers. I mean the Cleveland Indians. They've had decent teams, but this year they have came out of left field. I mean, winning. I want to say they won either 13 or 14 in a row. I want to say. So I mean the fact that to do all that. I mean that's amazing. And you know, like I said. Uh, I don't know if they'll be in it next year, but so the, the Indians will have Carlos Beltran and Jonathan Lucroy. Um, Jay Bruce will end up who got traded for the Met to the Mets. Giants get left-hander Will Smith in a deal with the Brewers. He was an okay pitcher, the pitcher. And then um, as of right now, oh, and then the Giants also land Matt Moore from the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, Andrew Miller went to the Cleveland Indians and then, um, from the Yankees and the Cleveland Indians and Cleveland somewhat got screwed like the Cubs did. They gave up some big prospects, but not as big as what the Cubs gave up. And then Andrew Kashner went to, I want to say Andrew Kashner of the San Diego Padres went to the Florida Marlins. So that's pretty much it for well-known deals. Nothing really huge, but yeah, so Carlos, or Aurelis Chapman is a Cub. Andrew Miller is a Cleveland Indian. 
Lucroy, Jonathan Lucroy and Carlos Beltran are now Cleveland Indians. Uh, Jay Bruce is a Met. Matt Moore and Will Smith are Giants. And Andrew Kashner is now a Miami Marlin. So, uh, we go from that. We go to the regular season standings. We will save the best for last. And we will go with the American League. So, as of right now, August 1st, 2016, these are your leaders in each division. We have Baltimore and first, the AL East. They came on a big game win streak. And they took two out of three from Toronto. 59 wins, 45 losses, while Toronto, who the team's in second place, 59-46. Boston is in third place, two games out, or half game out, I should say. 57-46, New York Yankees are 52-52, so, I mean, they were really, really willing to get rid of anybody. I mean, honestly, they didn't give a shit who. And Tampa Bay, just a disappointing 42-61. and 61. American League Central, we have the out-of-nowhere Cleveland Indians, who right now are on a three-game win streak, 30-17 and 17 at home, 30-25 and 25 on the road. They are 16-42. The Detroit Tigers are 57-48 in second place. They're four games out. The White Sox, who the Cubs were able to come back and split with in a wild game, um, they're 51-54. They're 10.5 they're out. They're... Ugh. And the Kansas City Royals, who after the All-Star break got on a big losing streak, they kind of been on a horrible losing streak, have a good home record, but on the road are 17-36. and 36. They are 49-15. and 15. They are 12 games out. And the Twins, who are in the reboot process, who they fired their GM, actually. So they got a new GM. He's an interim. I don't know if he'll be there next year. The Twins are 40-64. and 64. The Texas Rangers in the AL West are 62 and 44. Three big. Sorry, um, oh, I'm sorry. I made a mistake. Cleveland Indians, sorry. I just realized Cleveland Indians, I said that um, the Indians got Beltre. No, the Texas Rangers got Beltre and Luke Roy. And the Indians got, um, the Andrew, um, got Andrew Miller. I'm sorry. I, was, I said that real fast. But yeah, I made a mistake. Sorry. It was Texas that got Luke Roy. And Beltron and the Indians only got Miller, though they should have gotten Luke Roy, but the Indians didn't want to give him free agency, and apparently the Mets were going to try to get Luke Roy, and that's what killed it, too, is the Mets were like, no, we're not going to grant you free agency. Only be with you two months. Houston, they're 50, so Texas Rangers are 62-44 and 44 in the AL West. Houston is 55-49 and 49 in second place, six games out. Seattle, who's actually not too shabby, though they, they lost two out of three from the Cubs. They're 52 and 51. They're eight and a half games out. And you got the LA Angels, who are 47 55, 14 and a half games out. Right now, on a the last 10, they're four and six. And you have the Oakland A's, who are 47 and 58, for also 14 and a half. So pretty much the same record. Um, though the last 10, they won five and lost five. Now, we go to the National League in the East. Washington, who got a closer from Pittsburgh, I believe, today. If it wasn't today, it was yesterday. They're 61-44. Miami's in second with 57-48. They got a series with Chicago. Right now, they're four and a games out. They're four and a half games out. The Mets are 54-50, six and a half games out. And they really didn't do anything in the trade deadline. 
let's forget Bruce, but you know Jay Bruce, in my opinion, is a softball player. Philadelphia is 48 and 59 and fourth, 10 and a half game, no, sorry, 14 and a half games out, 10 out of the wild card. And Atlanta, oh, Atlanta, I'm shocked they even have 30 something wins. 37, 68, they're 24 out. Yeah, I don't think they're coming back. The NL West, because we'll save the best for last, as my old co host used to say. San Francisco is 61 and 44. LA is 59 and 46 with two games out. Colorado is 52 and 53, nine games out. So they get on a winning streak, possibly. They could overcome Los Angeles, but I don't highly doubt they'll overcome San Francisco. San Diego, who's just, I'm shocked, is even in fourth place. 45 and 60 with 16 and a half out. And Arizona is 43 and 62 with, and they're 18 and a half out. As for the NL Central, the Chicago Cubs who had a wild walk-off victory, won on a suicide squeeze last night, seven to six. They beat. They are 63-41. They're on top of the division. St. Louis is 56 and 49. They're seven games out. Pittsburgh, who I think, has just given up. They're, the Brewers and Reds are so bad that the Pittsburgh will probably finish in third. Pittsburgh is 52-51 with 10 and, 10 and a half out. Milwaukee is 47-56, 15 half games back. And Cincinnati and uh, Cincinnati is 42-62, and 21 games out. So right now, I think for sure, I think, well, I know for sure, it's going to be the Cubs and Washington in the playoffs, winning their probably, um, except the Cubs and Washington for sure. And then I think it'll be Cleveland. Cleveland and Texas, while, like I said, the East and the AL and the West and the NL, I'm not sure about because it can go both ways. But for but for sure, Cleveland, Texas, Cubs, Nationals, they'll be going to the playoffs. And a lot of people think that um, possibly you could end up having the Cubs go against Cleveland in the World Series, which would be kind of cool. So, um, as you've noticed, I did this show all by myself. It's because my partner in crime, the former D&J host, James Larson, um, he had to step down, of, um, step down, step away from hosting duties. And um, so now, from now on, it'll be Throat Punch Sports, just with me, Donald Smith. Um, this is how I feel. I don't want another co-host. I I had the best co-host, and I don't want to sound like a cocky prick, but the thing about it is, I did. I had the best co-host I could have, and I love Greg. He's a good host, but I never got into baits with James. I, you know, a lot, I mean, you know how hard it is to do a concept for, for 2K? James could have said, no, fuck that, we're not doing it. James said yes. James, you know how hard, hard it is to get to research a lot of information on the Montreal Screwjob? Greg said no. Greg said no to the concept. Greg said no to Screwjob. James said yes. Um, we were going to do, we were actually going to have a episode about the draft. We were going to have our own draft. We were going to do 
who we thought SmackDown should draft, who we thought Raw should draft. And I had it somewhat done. James had it done. James could have been like, I'm not doing that. And the minute I went to James, and I, we even had rules about the draft, this and that. And James jumped on the idea. I just, I don't want another host. I don't. Um, I'd just rather do it by myself or I don't do it at all. And for when it comes to throat punch sports, I'm going to be doing this by myself. I don't plan on not doing it. I mean, the, the point of doing this was to expand the Shellshock Network's programming. And that's what we're doing with this throat punch sports. So... Pretty much, that's this is what's going to happen. When it comes to our show, I'll still talk about wrestling. You know, I'm, I mean, I will. Not as much, probably, but I'll still talk about wrestling. Um, honestly, the only reason why we talked about wrestling in the first place was the fact that James, I don't know brought it up. I was going to be serious about this show. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not serious now, but when it comes to DNJ, it was going to be sportscast. Sportscast with some wrestling, no, sportscast. And, uh, we had a real, uh, as I'm recording this, Raw is on, and we had a little referee fuck up, but, uh, referee almost gave the women's title to Charlotte. <laughs> as, you know, she lost last week. But, um, anyway. So, there'll be some wrestling still. I mean, I did it today, but I don't know how much with we got Shell Pod and Piro and this and that. Um, I'm not gonna talk about NASCAR probably at all. That was James Forte. I mean, I James. That was his big thing. I, I'm gonna be honest. With, I'm gonna be honest. With you. I was honest before. I've never watched NASCAR, and I mean, I've watched it, but I'm not a huge fan. So. I might cover NASCAR, but I highly doubt it. Like, I know the Olympics, I'll be try to make sure I cover it. Um, next year, will there be a concept video? Greg can rename it, whatever the hell he wants to rename it. Yes, there'll be another concept. Five, ten years from now, will we revisit, if I'm still part of this network, am I going to revisit the Screwjob? Hell yes, I'll revisit the Metro Screwjob. Maybe by then I can tickle Greg's fancy and get him to do some analysis on this. But, yeah, so it's going to be weird. Um, pros and cons, like I said, I lost probably one of the greatest co-hosts I could have. Pros, though, I structure this episode out. Um, there's a couple times where, and I don't know if Greg wants to keep this in, but I paused it when I went from one subject to another subject. When James, God bless him, but <laughs> he would have kept talking about it and then paused it, and we would have been just swearing. There have been like, a lot of likes and ums. And a lot of times when I did that, it would be to cover up stuff. Because I, I try to think of anything, but it's you know it's hard to think of stuff. So I'd be like, well, how, how about those cowboys? How about about you know? I try to think of freaking anything. But so like I said, this episode I had structured out when, I, when we first did DNJ. I actually had the first five episodes planned out, and I think two of them went according to plan, and then the rest were went all over the place. So each episode now will be structured out like today, like you know, introduction. Bulls, you know, they're all going to be structured out from what top of bam, bam, bam. I wanted to finish up with this James. So, like I said, I do not want another host. And I, I have a way of how I want to do things. Um, right now, I'm recording this off of Dan, my girlfriend's laptop. And 
I don't want to have to go to someone's schedule, especially if it's somebody who from another place, another city, another country, whatever. I just would rather stick to doing sports just me. And if James does come back, awesome. But if I end up doing this now by myself, I don't have a problem with it. I thought this episode went really well. Maybe this rant's a little bit, not my rant, but this thing's a little too long. But I just had to say that. If I miss James. I wish, I mean, I still, I'm still friends of him. You know, I still see him, but I wish he was, his stuff wasn't so busy to where he could do podcasts. But I don't want another host. And I'm going to continue keeping this tradition alive. We're, I'm still going to be doing this. It's a new name, Throat Punch Sports. And. For sure, there'll be another concept episode. Um, but uh, yeah, so next week or, or next time, our main topic will should be I'll be doing some NFL predictions, um, shoutouts, got OSW review, butts and seats podcast, and the new gen pot project podcast or podcast project, whatever the hell it's called. But it's new gen project podcast, I think, and uh, Ric Flair's new podcast, um, Neurotaku. Shell Pod, Pirate Pod, and then those are my shoutouts. Twitter, don't punch all. Um, I should be getting back on there soon. Actually, I'm I'm being serious this time. I'm gonna try to get on there. Maybe tonight I'll live tweet. Maybe I'm not saying I, will, I don't know if I will actually. I don't know. We'll see how things are because I'm kind of getting a little bit of a headache. But um, yeah, that's pretty much just it. So like I said, I preferably would like to just do this on my own. Um, I'm gonna continue a lot of the things that traditions that we had like i'm doing another i will do another concept next year and this and that nothing's going to change too much um if you guys want me to get into some topics projects whatever i'll gladly do that but like i said as of right now i plan on doing i keep doing this and doing it my way and like i said on one hand it sucks he's not here but on the other hand i have a way i think i um I think though it's gonna work out fine. Like I said, I struggled this episode. I I was able. What hurt was there's a lot of times where like shit was like you know you, we want to record and then James up oh, up oh, he was doing this he was doing that was and now I'm practically with Danny almost every night and when I'm not working and all I gotta do is I we downloaded Audacity on our laptop and so I'll be so like I said we should be doing more shows recording process should not be a pain in the ass and i hope to record maybe maybe next week possibly when like i said our main topic will be the nfl schedule so guys i hope you enjoyed this um it was fun for me i actually um i just kind of like doing this by myself i continue to do more and uh well, thank you for the throat punch sports podcast i'm donald smith saying thanks everybody and see you next time